Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. I don't know. I, I love the guys we have coming back. I mean, I think Bates going to have a great season. And uh, and we got Zay. We will talk to guys and look at potentially bringing some guys back. But I feel really good about where we are. That's Eric DaCosta, Ravens GM, talking about his wide receivers. Says he's got a lot of free agents to be there. But Rashad Bateman comes to the top of the list here because... First-round draft pick of 2021, which we'll get to as we yeah. break down that class as time permits. But Bateman, three years into the league, out of Minnesota. Last year, or the recently completed 24 season, 23 season, 16 games, 32 catches, 367 yards, only hit the end zone one time, averaged 11.5 per reception. He's another guy Vinny do for that fifth-year option. I mean, are we looking at the reality that both first-round picks of 2021 will not get that? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. I, as of right now, Bob, there's no way. I mean, you look at Bateman. Bateman's best year, Bob, was his rookie year. He had 48, uh, and then 15, and then 32. And then the, the year, or 46. The year he had 46, Bob, he only had... 12 games he played in. So um, he's he's kind of stuck in neutral right now. I, I think the thing that he needs to do is he needs to go spend a couple weeks with Lamar and just working on them being on the same page because it doesn't look like they're on the same page. There looks like there's frustration um, it you know what it almost looks like to me is that um, bait is <coughs> Bateman Bateman gets a ton of work in practice and I think he's going to be targeted and he thinks he's going to be targeted and they tell him he's going to be targeted a lot and it never gets any targets in the game. I see like a frustrated kind of wide receiver like well I'm just running ghost route what, what you know so I think they need to mesh together and, and like when Eric was saying what he's saying they have if they have Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews it's a hell of a start that's mm-hmm. a great start and then throw in likely awesome you got three really good weapons there now 
you know, with the Zay Flower stuff that's going on, that's no a question idea. mark. Right. Yep. So you don't know. So then if you don't have that, there goes your number one. There goes your best skilled guy, you know, and then how do you replace that? That's going to be the big issue. And we can go back to last year, 22, with Bateman, seven games, 15 catches, averaged 19 yards a reception. He was making big plays, and it looked like he was about to take off. Then he gets hurt. And then last year, Vinny, looks like he just, uh, we just talked about it, he got lost in the sauce with all the other things that Lamar had to deal with or work with from a pass catcher perspective. Well, I think what kind of hurt him, Bob, was, all right, you look at, all right, who does Lamar count on? Number one, it was Andrews, so he's always going to him. Then when you get Odell Beckham Jr., you're going to go to him. And then... And then why are you going to Andrews? Well, you know what? I throw it to Andrews. He always catches it. And Beckham, when he had Beckham, Beckham makes plays. You know, you throw him a contested, he's going to make me look good. All right? I throw it to Zay. Same thing. All right, so on the pecking order, Bob, Bateman is fourth at best, at best. Yeah. You know, and then I throw deep and I overthrow him, you know, and I, I can't connect with him. Screw him. I'm, I got three other dudes I'd rather throw to. And to your point, it looked like he checked out a few times. No doubt. The I totally season. agree. Totally agree. Now we look at that track, uh, draft, 21. So it's Bateman and Oway, and we talked about Oway earlier. 27th pick overall, Bateman, 31 for Oway. They're both going to be here in 24, and both are going to be important players, we think. But what will be more, Bateman touchdowns or O.A. sacks? Hoofda. Because you had one touchdown and five sacks. Yeah, I know. Both underachieved for where they got drafted. No doubt. That's that's the problem. Um I mean, it's a tough question because if I, I I would say Bateman if Flowers is there. Okay. Otherwise, if Flowers isn't there and then Bateman more so has to be the guy and he's the guy and then they have a rookie or something on the other side, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of touchdowns because he's going to get more attention. It looks this way, which probably doesn't bode well for either. They're not going to say it, the Ravens. They're this offseason, they're going to be looking to bring in better players. Yes. Than both of them. Well, which is not kind of an ideal scenario. Well, Bob, let me just say this. They did that last year. Yes, they did. <laughs> we already talked to Ben Bed Cleveland. Uh, he was the third round pick out of uh, Georgia. Ben, let me just say third yeah. round pick, Bob. You're expecting him eventually to come in and start. So he is not, he, he can't do that for them. The other third-round pick that year, however, has probably exceeded expectations. Brandon Stevens out of SMU by way of UCLA. We know the story. He was a running back at UCLA, became a DB cornerback at uh, SMU. And this year, Vinny, you can make a strong case he was their best cornerback. No, there was no doubt about it. He was by far their best cornerback. And, and to me, that's a excellent third-round pick. And it's a guy that, you know what, third-round picks, do they come in and start? Nah, not, not really, but eventual, an eventual starter, and that's what he is. He's He is now, he's solidified as a starter, and a guy that a year from now is going to get paid, and maybe this year he gets paid. 
It's Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. We're breaking down the draft class of 21, three years into their respective careers. Fourth round pick, Oklahoma State, Tylen Wallace. Yeah, for a fourth round fourth round pick, Bob, you want a guy that, you know, is a contributor. And the biggest thing he's contributed, he's been an outstanding special teamer, is what he I won a game for him. Yes, he did. And, you know, he showed that he can return, excellent cover guy. Um, doesn't cost a lot of money. Uh, he can be your fifth or sixth receiver because he's going to be active on game day. So, I mean, a perennial backup player that is a good teamer and a contributor. So, I mean, to me, that's kind of definition of a fourth fourth-round guy. Now, the Ravens had three fifth-round picks this year. Two of them didn't make it out of training camp. Sean Wade was traded to New England where he played 14 games this year for the Patriots, but fifth rounder out of Ohio State, again, was gone before training camp. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about him. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what, uh, what I said. Was he slow him. of foot? Yes, that I think it was the speed and the change of direction. You know, he gave up a lot of separation. Bob is what he did, and yeah, he did not. Uh, that's one where you bring him in, and it's like he ain't never making this team. Dalen Hayes was their second fifth round pick out of Notre Dame, not even in the league. Right yeah, now. I mean, Bob, he was he was kind of a tweener kind of guy. He wasn't fast or explosive enough, you know, to be a rusher or good enough to be a rusher. And then he, as an outside drop linebacker, he wasn't athletic or quick enough to drop into pass and be a, you know, he was just a good college player is what he was. And then finally, Ben Mason fifth round out of Michigan who's been back and forth and there and gone and et cetera, et cetera. He got cut that year. He got cut that year. And then he was on the practice. Yeah, he got cut right away. I mean, he was, uh, they were Michigan guy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, he wasn't big enough to be what they really needed at fullback. And he was not a great runner with the ball. He, he was um, like a poor man's Ricard, a poor man. They were looking for a use check, and they didn't find it. And, and Bob, if he's got anything, we'll see if he ends up in Chargers. It's Vinny and Haiti, 1057, because he played for uh, Jim Harbaugh. And there. We have time for another call, Nolan. You make the call. Let's go out to Cockeysville, bring in Claire. Claire, thanks for holding. You're on the fan with Vinny and Haiti. Hello, fellas. How are you guys today? Hey, Claire. As I always say when I call in, I enjoy the show. I appreciate you guys, and you're doing a beautiful job. Thank you, Claire. I just want to make that. a comment. I just want to comment about three players that I'm ready to see go. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know how much they're worth. But you all, you guys have talked about uh, Bateman. I'm ready to let him go. To me, I really like Devin DuVernay. I think they're wasting his talent by just keeping him doing them punt returns. What do you like about him as a receiver? I like he he runs routes good and he has hands. He can catch the ball. Bateman has hands of stone. He misses too many balls. He drops too many balls. I believe Devin DuVernay can catch better than him. I believe he's a better route runner. He might be a little faster. Well, he straight line. Well, he was a track guy, so straight line he is faster. But that's that's the problem. He's not a good route runner because he's stiff. He has a hard time get, get, getting in and out of breaks. That's his problem. And Bateman is a phenomenal route runner because he's got such good hips and flexibility. Well, he just hasn't done anything for me. I'm sorry, but I'm not on his team. And I think um, Ronnie Stanley. 
Okay, I know we love him. We're going to be loyal to him because his father played with us. But the guy, Who? he is Stay not father? very. Didn't his father used to play for us, Ronnie Stanley? No, that was no. Orlando Brown. Okay. Well, Ronnie Stanley has to go. He's too stiff. He, he's too stiff. He can't bend down. He's not flexible. I'm sorry. He has to go. He is not protecting that blind side. And Marlon Humphrey, I'm sorry, fellas, but I'm sick of him. He, he, he grabs and holds too much. I love Hamilton. I love Stevens. And I love, uh, who's the other guy? Stone. I'm sorry. Get rid of those three. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. I'm, I'm I, tired of those I, three. I, I, Stone's Claire, a free agent, yeah, so he, he probably leave. is gone. Well, he's going to be gone because they have two safeties they're paying a lot of money for. Um, with uh, Stanley, uh, Stanley and Humphrey, I, I, money's going to de- money more so than anything is going to determine their fate. And that's post June one sort of decision, right? Yeah, and, and I, I just. Yeah, I mean, Bob. Let's let's just say, you know, that they don't get an offensive tackle in their first couple picks. Ronnie Stanley ain't going nowhere. It's me, Dean Haiti, one hundred five seven. The fan will come back. Tough news coming out of Sarasota. Cal Bradish related, and John Means for that matter. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from Mike Elias and then Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Radio 130 put a bow in the NFL season and look ahead to the offseason and other sports-related topics here on this Total Request Third. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. your headphones in and ignore your co-workers 1057 the fan detected some irritation in his elbow his throwing elbow and um, that diagnosis revealed an injury that we would characterize as a sprain of his ulnar collateral ligament we've got that treated with a prp injection the early returns are very encouraging and everything is in a really good spot right now and he's going to start his throwing progression tomorrow. All right, that's Mike Elias, Orioles GM. This was this morning, like right out of the gate as uh, they met with the media. He and Brandon Hyde, media had access to players, pitchers and catchers, a lot of players there early. Talking about Kyle Bradish just tuning into the program. You heard the GM say UCLA sprain. Had the PRP. He'll start his throwing program tomorrow. 
I'm guessing they'll get a much better idea of how far along he is or may be. What we do know is that he will start the year on the injured list. That in and of itself is a bad sign. The fact that he's throwing, I'm not a doctor. I'm not even going to assume. If I'm making a not really educated guess, UCLA, PRP, IL, see in July. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm putting all of them together. All right. So Kyle Bradish finished fourth in the American League Cy Young voting last year. Was their ace in 2023. Was going to slide comfortably into the two spot behind Corbin Burns. Not going to see him for a while, it seems. Hopefully we're wrong. But UCLA doesn't lead to a couple other letters. TJ surgery. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed. So as they know that for now, Mike Elias was asked, well, now that you're down a starter and two, because John Means is going to miss a month probably, uh, any free agent pitchers you're going to start looking for there? I don't know that I can prognosticate any additions. There's obviously still people out there, you know, we're, we're remaining on the phones. Um, I do want to be clear that we're expecting both of those guys back. Um, so I don't, you know, want to want to go crazy ringing the alarm bells there. All right, I wouldn't be uh, ringing any alarm bells, but I'm staring at it. What's yeah. that bell for? That's the alarm. Don't pull it down prematurely, but there has to be a level of concern. Now, he's talking free agent pitchers, not making a blockbuster trade. trade. Now, Nolan just told me during that clip from old Mike Elias that Trevor Bauer X'd out, formerly Twitter, that he'd love to play for the Orioles. Yeah, oh, someone uh, would. someone hit him up, said thoughts on playing for Baltimore this year. He responded pretty short, just says, I think it makes a lot of sense for the team. I'd love to play there. Great match. Yeah, and he's pitched to Camden Yards many times from his days with Cleveland. And when he pitched for the Indians, as they were called, it was old school Camden Yards. Now you got the gigantic wall in the back. Again, he seems to be persona non grata throughout MLB. Yeah. The charges and allegations against him. Well, I don't think there were criminal charges, were there? He was investigated but not charged. That's no, he didn't right? pay anything in the lawsuit either. Neither side paid because they both sued each other. Okay. That's kind of like, you know what it's like, Bob? The uh, the punter from San Diego State who Buffalo drafted. Oh, the Bills. Yeah, yeah and, and he got cleared of everything, and he can't get a sniff. And he was like a third-round draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, with Bauer and, and Bob, you know, you talk about the talent on the field, outstanding. There, I don't know what, you know, the off the field, what because everybody has their own way to find out about the guy, and I don't, I don't know what they feel about him. He's a hell of a pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he's comparable to Corbin Burns, if not maybe a little bit better if you start breaking down the numbers. But a little volatile, yeah. volatile guy on the field and off the field, obviously. So Trevor Powell. And we've had people text and call saying, hey, let's go get him. He said he'd play for the league minimum because he's already made a ton yeah. of dough. Has, have, Bob, um, you'd know this. Has anybody on the Orioles team or coaches or managers been with him anywhere? I'm not sure. Because that would be interesting. Because then, then you have a feel. Dodgers, Reds, Indians, I believe, is uh, his. Uh, so I don't think any of the players. Anyway, here's Brandon Hyde. You know. We talk to Elias, and we Trevor Bauer could tweet out all he wants, or X out, excuse me, get it proper. 
Michael, or excuse me, Brandon Hyde-Oriel's manager was asked, well, you know, you're down Braddish, means he's a month behind, so it looks like he won't be ready for uh, opening day in late March. Are you cool with what you got? I, I feel like we've de- always dealt with injuries and things really well, and I think that's this is just going to be another one of those. Um, this allows us to give guys, other guys some opportunities, and uh, we do feel you know, confident and comfortable with the guys that we have in camp that are rotation candidates, and so I think we'll just see how it goes this spring. Yeah, Wells and Irvin are probably the first two to move up a notch, but what's he supposed to say? We're screwed. Yeah, and and, and Bob, it's not like um, the the pitchers came in yesterday, got a physical, and it's like, oh crap, you know. Yeah, Bradish got hurt in January, right? So they've known about all all these injuries that that were announced yesterday. They've known, so it's not it's. They're just letting everybody else know right now what they've known for over a month. And just tuning in, there is some Gunnar Henderson injury news. Here's Michael Elias explaining that. Mild oblique aggravation. I would characterize this as really typical early spring baseball player, oblique side muscle stuff. He's almost two weeks into it. We're thinking it's going to be two, three more weeks before we're out of it. Um, so hopefully he doesn't miss too much time in this camp. At this point in time, we don't expect him to. Don't don't expect his uh, opening day to be endangered as of as of this time. There you go. So there's good news there. I like the aggravation. Yeah, a little oblique aggravation. Aggravating to me is like not your your remote's out of batteries and you can't find right. two double A's. <laughs> I'm aggravated, but. You know, violent swinging guy. He's very aggressive. Plays like his hair is on fire. Yeah. I mean, that oblique can kind of render you somewhat limited. Bob, in, back in the older days, what did they call an oblique back then? They didn't have obliques back in the olden days. I, Ross Grimsley's like, I didn't even know what an oblique was <laughs> until like five years ago. <laughs> Ross Grimsley, by the way, pitched in the majors for 12 years. So that's your Orioles news. Not great because of the injury. The Bradish is significant. And John Means isn't going to be ready to rock and roll as he's a month uh, behind the rest. And a month behind Means, okay, then he starts his spring training for all intents and purposes mid-March. All right. Then spring training lasts six weeks. We'll see him in May. Yeah. Maybe June. So there you go. It's video at 81057 the fan. When we come back, we got Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, put a bow on the NFL season of 23. Talk about the epic Super Bowl and everything that went along with that. Then a fun house trip, Nolan McGraw, inside access takes over it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Covering everything sports every day. 105.7 The Fan. Video Haiti 1057 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Pick a song. We'll play it. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. Last segment coming up next. So we'll reveal what we're jamming to tomorrow starting around 10 15 or so. Bob Haiti, Vince Rado. NFL season is over. Baseball season, pitchers and catchers. Got the NBA coming up on the All Star break. March Madness. 
about a month from now. Here to talk about as much as we can in our allotted time. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's our friend and yours. He's with Fox Sports Radio, SwollenDome.com. I want your flex. He's Mike Harmon. Mike, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? Happy post-Super Bowl. Uh, what's going on? Well, before we get to all of that, let's ask this Ooh. question and ask you get your opinion. Orioles, Kyle Bradish going to start on the IL. John Means probably will do the same. Trevor Bauer has put out on social media as asked, would you be interested in playing for the Orioles? And he goes, kind of perfect fit, sure. He wants he'll play for the league minimum, you know, given the fact that he is a multimillionaire. We know that the allegations against him were very severe to the point where he hasn't pitched in a couple of years in the United States of America as a major leaguer. What do you think? Is he doomed as a major league pitcher? Is this a guy that, you know, if you look at it from a performance standpoint, Mike, we know he's a very, very good pitcher. He was out there in L.A. with the Dodgers when this all unfolded. But is is this a pipe dream for him to pitch again in the major leagues? Well, it usually comes down to do you have a team that can take whatever the PR backlash is, whatever, however strong you think that is. I mean, go back uh, all those years ago, if, you know, to cross into the NFL with Michael Vick. He went and made another $100 million after, you know, you know, we've got a lot of folks in our society who care more about their pets than they do people. Uh, and he got back into good graces of folks. I uh, had to do a lot of work to do it. Here you had allegations, a lot of murkiness to it. Is he still on trial for anything? Not that I'm aware of. So, you know, it seems like, you know, we always preach about second chances. I, I Look, I don't try to judge what folks are doing in their bedroom. Seems to be extreme from the details we've got and how much is real, how much is fabrication. Uh, but, you know, it seem, seems like uh, in a, an area, particularly starting pitching, where you have such a dearth of talent across the league that he'd get another shot. Uh, but at this point, uh, I'm, I'm not hopeful. All right, let's stay. We'll go to the West Coast, not the Dodgers. We got eight months to kiss their rear ends. <laughs> the Angels post Shohei. And look, Mike Trout, fabulous player. I remember Brian Kenny was saying he was the, the greatest right-handed hitting outfielder in the history of the game. 10 years ago, injuries have kind of slowed down the old trout train now in his thirties. What do you expect or what should you expect to get out of him with an organization that is in transition, not expected to do well on the field? Have we forgotten how good Mike Trout is? Is he still a transcendent level ball player at this stage? Yeah. When he can get on the field, yeah. I mean, it's really, Mostly productive, right? He had an extra base hit in every 10 at bats uh, last year. He had home runs and what, 308 at bats. So uh, can still put up numbers. Uh, Batting average obviously is up for the last couple of years because of all the injuries piling up. Like he's one of those guys that we, we, when he first started, great physical specimen, stopped running into walls and diving for balls. Could have been as great as he was in the outfield. Was always the ah, probably needs to move towards towards DHing sooner rather than later, so he doesn't uh, abuse himself. And now we look at three of the last four years uh, where he's played fewer than 85 games uh, and hasn't seen 130 plus 2019. Obviously, you know 2020 being uh, an oddball year and all of it all, but 
it's the, you know, just the curiosity of what he is physically at this point. He's more a figurehead than anything because that's, uh, that's a team nobody pays attention to. Uh, here in Los Angeles, it's the uh, you're gasping for a little bit of airtime. You had it with Shohei, and he rode that thing, Artie Moreno, to the rails, hoping, wishing, doing anything he could that he'd find one playoff berth and maybe change Otani's mind. Clearly, that did not happen. So now he's saying, you'll take my uh, team from my cold, dead hand. I was never selling. So uh, it's great theater uh, if you want to pay attention, but it's Los Angeles. There's a million other tales to be told. Hey, Mike, the Super Bowl. Like the uh, the overtime, I was listening to the uh, Kelsey podcast yesterday, and they were and Travis was explaining the uh, the coin flip at the overtime. And when Fred Warner says we want the ball, the ref said, "Are you sure?" And he said, "Yeah, we want the ball." And you know, so I think it was a really bad look, bad look for Kyle Shanahan and uh, the Niners how it all played out. Yeah, I think a lot of it becomes the you see the warts of the team, the lack of communication, cohesiveness, because there's a lot of things are pointing. You know, you had um, Osa pointing out stuff they weren't communicating with or weren't sure of defensively. So Wilkes uh, is the guy that he acts how much Shanahan is actually calling the defense. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out and parse through all the uh, the speaking points. But taking the football, Given the way the defense had played in that fourth quarter and had been on the field, 23 plays in those two drives preceding mm-hmm. overtime, I, I don't know how much they had left. But if uh, he would have just said that, Mike, he wouldn't have got any crap. No, no, he was getting crap no matter what because he's Kyle Shanahan and he's now lost another game where he had a 10-point 10, 10 <laughs> plus lead in a big game. He wasn't getting out of that and escaping it no matter what. There was going to be a lot of questions as soon as you lose. But he takes the ball and they go straight down the field, right? It's all about execution. Someone even chips Jones for half a second, like you guys go into the buffet during your Super Bowl party, right? You get a little bit of an elbow because you see there's only one more chicken wing in the heater there. And and that pass is complete either to Ayuk or to Jennings. Jennings would have had a hat trick. Oh, yeah, literally just one finger on the guy just to stop his gate coming straight up the gut. Uh, that's how close we are to talking about a completely different game. Never mind the blocked PAT. Never mind. I mean, there's a million coulda, shoulda, wouldas uh, in a close game. Steve Wilkes is unfortunately the guy that gets the ax in it all. And now they may bring, bring in Brandon Staley, which makes everybody in Los Angeles. Nice. Which makes everybody laugh, given how great the defense was the last couple of years. But, you know, all of the, you know, we're laughing about it. Yeah, we we do have some corroboration. The video of Patrick Mahomes' eyes uh, after Warner says it is about as funny as you're going to see. Yeah. But, but it it is one of those for me. It's like I, I thought in the moment it was the right thing. The play calling was fine most of the way. Not not the second and third quarter when they get away from McCaffrey and a bit of Mitchell and whatever else to try to keep running clock and whatever. But don't we see that with so many other teams? I mean, hell, you guys are still yelling at Greg Roman in your sleep. Yeah, and he's going to ruin uh, San Diego's offense here before it's all uh, said. They got he, a lot of insulation like, around him now <laughs> out there. <laughs> I like that you back in San Diego. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's how bad their offense was. Going back to the Chargers days. Mike Harmon, now the football is over. What's happening in your life at Fox Sports Radio and beyond? 
Well, some of it we're going to take in a, you know, an exhale. The iWatch Flex podcast, we got a season finale that we will tape on Monday. That'll be the first five rounds of a quasi-mock draft, obviously. Uh, a lot of free agency trades and all that fun stuff will screw it up, which means we'll have to do it again. So you'll have to listen to it twice, which is great. So subscribe, download, send it to your friends. Otherwise, starting to shift, you know, it's a, it's a Laker town. All that stuff with LeBron and the Warriors made people start uh, wagging their tongues. Maybe people will actually care about the Clippers instead of laughing at them. Uh, for myself, I'm getting back into the web development. And I got a lot of trading cards that need to be sorted and sold. So uh, a lot of that fun stuff. And then wishing, wanting, hoping that it's a better day for my beloved White Sox and Northwestern now that I have to hold a candle vigil after losing uh, Ty Berry for the year. Uh, they'll play tonight, uh, but that rotation shortening up there for Chris Collins. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. Mike, always great to talk to you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up with next Thursday. Thanks, Mike. Peace and love, boys. Be good. We'll talk to you soon. There he is, Mike Harmon. Everybody, come back, take a trip through the funhouse. Nolan McGraw, that inside access takes over at 2. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. It's all request Thursday. You picked the songs. We played them. We've been asking you as well to get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. That has been accomplished, so Nolan McGraw. Who we jamming to tomorrow starting around 10-15? Well, the people must have really enjoyed the Super Bowl halftime because featured artist tomorrow is Usher. Oh, okay. A little Usher for you here on the fan. Coming up in a matter of minutes is Inside Access. I'm sure they'll be talking about Kyle Bradish going to start the year on the IL. Probably the same thing with John Means. Maybe not a concern for Gunnar Henderson. Samuel Bisayo, however, their second-rated prospect, number 10. In uh, baseball overall, we're going to have Keith Law tomorrow, by the way, from The Athletic to talk about that stuff. He's got a fracture in his throwing elbow. Will be able to swing the stick, however, as he'll be DHing during Grapefruit League fun. So other than that, everything's great with the Orioles, right? Yeah, no. No issues at all. Yeah, well, Look, the fact that he's throwing tomorrow, I think that's... That's nah, huge. Nah, the nah. initial Batista did the same thing. Well, I'm not saying we're out of the woods here. I'm just saying that Look, when we first saw the breaking news on Twitter, you're thinking, oh, my God, when did this happen? What's the timeline here? And now it's apparent, okay, he's able to start a throwing regimen. That's that's something. Starting on the IL. That's yeah. all I'm going with. Yeah. Which means we'll see him. I'm thinking we'll be wearing shorts at Pickles next time Cal Bradish throws a baseball for the Orioles. Norm, I think if he was starting on his throwing routine – you don't. Then there was going to be no mention of IL because he'd be back in a couple weeks or three weeks. It's Vinny and Haiti, one hundred five seven. The fan. So are you ready to go to the fun house? Quick draws, fun house. Let's get fun. He's fun. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. One hundred five seven. The fan. Start with this one here. Texter says Ravens should not be moving on from two tackles in the same offseason. I don't care how fed up people are with Stanley or Moses. It's hard enough to find one competent tackle nowadays. Can't force yourself to get two. Well, my gut tell, tells me that both starting tackles will be back next year. That's what my just because 
you know, there, there's too many other holes to fill in the offensive line right now. That means 2025, there's going to be a significantly different look to the O-line there. Or, or it'd be nice if they drafted, you know, if there was somebody they liked in the later rounds to develop. Maybe there's a guy out there named Moses Stanley they could draft. Him. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Uh, we got a couple here on Bauer. First texter says, for Bauer's reported price tag, it seems like a low-risk move to me. If things go south, it'd be easy to cut bait and move on. Yeah, you'd have to have a zero-tolerance policy. How would he assimilate into the clubhouse? All that fun stuff. Another They'll one do you, their due diligence. Right. And this one here, not for the Orioles, but elsewhere, Texter says, I think the Orioles have enough depth to be okay without Bauer, but there's got to be a bottom feeder out there like Oakland, for example, uh, with the space to sign him, who knows if he pitches well, they could flip him at the deadline. Yeah, it could be a good move for the A's. I mean, they probably could only afford to pay him the. Uh, right. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, the A's announced they've signed Shohei Atani to seven hundred million dollars for seven hundred years. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> other thing <laughs> for for <laughs> Oakland, no media goes there anyhow, and fans don't go this year anyhow. Right. But it's to the a... texter's point, he goes out there and pitches like an yeah. all star, and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, we could make a run at him. And uh, one last one here. Texter says, everyone's going to be collectively holding their breath tomorrow. This, again, assuming Bradish is throwing, like Elias said. Uh, either this is a ticking time bomb injury or the O's got extremely lucky. Eh, I'm going somewhere in between. I'm going to, I'm going to, let's just say I'm going to be pessimistic until I, I'm proven otherwise. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, the reports that come out that he had to stop throwing because it hurt again. Or It happened know. in January, which was, you know, we month and a half ago basically yeah. i guess and they've already announced he's gonna start the year on the il yeah that's a bad start no pun intended it's video at haiti 1057 the pit inside access coming up next we're back tomorrow with featured artist friday it is usher as chosen by you the people for nolan mcgraw vitty serato i'm bob haney stay safe stay healthy close the snow tomorrow night that's zany whispering trading upon us for now classmen okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.